Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, August 29th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Puenik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here. And uh, we are now joined on the phone by Washington head coach Terry Ray. How's it going today? How's it going today, Coach Ray? Good afternoon. It's going good, guys. Happy to have you with us today, and it's a 1-0 and start for your team, your first year here at, in the Eastern Panhandle with Washington. Uh, what'd you like from your team in game one? Uh, we played well. We played together as a team. Uh, we, we kept our energy up, and uh, we ended up getting the W. Coach, we mentioned uh, in the preseason you guys have a pretty young team. To go out there week one and uh, have a dominating victory. What do you think that says about how the guys have adapted to the new offense and the coaching change? Uh, we're still learning. We uh, even though we we put forty nine points on the board, we made plenty of mistakes. We they've kids seen that on Saturday morning, but uh, the the victory is definitely uh, a big side that the kids have bought into the program. Uh, even the community was excited and had a lot of fun Friday night. Uh, Coach Dylan here. When it when it comes to that new offense, but in particular, uh, how did you think the the players were able to go through it, and execute it on the field, and how much of the game plan from game one do you think is going to carry over that rest of the season? How much of a transition? How much of a final product for what you want this offensive you know game plan to look like? Do you think was put out there in game one? Uh, game one, we were real vanilla. We try to keep it real easy for the kids. Less is more. That's our motto. Uh, Coach Michael, who's our OC, is uh, doing a good job trying to get the ball spread around to the different kids we have because we have four really good wide receivers and we have a few good running backs. Uh, this week, moving into TJ, and as we continue through the year, we're going to keep adding in. But on Monday, uh, on Friday night, we were pretty uh, basic. We didn't try to like totally overblow or overload the kids' minds with a whole lot, and we executed the game plan pretty well. Coach Ray, Colin here. Just uh, give me your comments about your quarterback and Ryan Went, uh, his performance of five-touchdown game tying the school record. Uh, Ryan did a good job. Uh, he made some mistakes, too. He still threw an interception. He got lucky a couple times tossing a ball in the areas that I hope later on this season he doesn't. Uh, but overall, he did really well. Uh, he took control of the offense. Uh, he led the team, and in his production showed he executed very well. And coach, uh, we were kind of talking about this yesterday on the show. Obviously, you have another team coming in this week. They started the season zero and one. You have a chance to go two and zero. Uh, to start the year, start your regime there at Washington, but in front of home fans. How important do you think it is that uh, you could go, you have another chance to win a game in front of home fans to kind of get the area back into Washington football? Uh, like I said a little while ago, the, the community and the fans Friday night were excited. It was it was a different atmosphere, a different environment. We had the Army National Guard here. We were their game, so that even, like, 
brought a little bit more energy to it. I think it's really big. Every time every time we're at home, we need to form in front of everybody to get the community behind us and uh, get that Friday night feel and want to be a part of Washington football. Coach, uh, what's your thoughts on this Governor Thomas Johnson team based on what you've seen so far? Uh, what, what we've seen is, is they're they're a solid football team. Uh, they're spread. They kind of look like us. They run a four-two on defense. Uh, their quarterback's extremely athletic. Uh, their defense is a little bit physical. Uh, they had a scrimmage game last week because uh, Maryland's behind us a week. But uh, what we've seen on film, we better be ready to play. Uh, coach, we talked about how much how many points you guys were able to put up in that game on Friday. But uh, how did you feel about your defensive performance uh, against uh, that first team and going into the second in the second week of the season and how you're building on the rest of the season? Uh, defense executed uh, really well, and we made a lot of mistakes. We got to fix this week, uh, and we got to each week defensively and offensively each week because you guys know as well as I do each week just gets harder and harder, especially with the EPAC once we get into the EPAC schedule. But overall, we executed well. Touchdown, but uh, overall. Coach Trey, you're kind of cutting out on us if you're still there. Not sure if maybe we lost him or not here. No you're, you're there, Coach? Right. Go Trey, if you can hear us, if you can try to move back into where you were just so that we can get you back. So I guess we lost him. We might be having an issue as well because it seems like our internet may be acting up a little bit, so I'm not sure if that's affecting it. I got you guys now. There you are. Yeah, we got you. We we lost you for a second there, about halfway through your answer. It went totally quiet there. I was worried. (laughs) So uh, we'll just transition over now. My question for you is just uh, kind of your keys for this game upcoming against uh, Governor Thomas Johnson. Uh, we need to establish the run game on offense. Uh, we ran the wall, ball good but not great last week. Uh, we got to clean up a few mistakes on the offensive line with communication. Uh, throwing the ball, we, we hope to keep the run game going so it will keep opening up the pass game and we get the same productivity out of our wide receivers that we did last week. All right, Coach, anything else you got? You any final thoughts for us? Uh, not Final thoughts is, is come on out Saturday at 1 o'clock and watch us play TJ down here in Washington at uh, Terry Marcus Stadium. All right, Coach Ray, thanks for the time. Congrats on your first win, and best of luck this week. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. That was head coach of the Washington Patriots, Terry Ray, having a few phone issues there, uh, but I th- they kind of got fixed at the end and then kind of went back together. But, uh, guys, Terry Ray gets his first win. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, I think it was huge to do it in front of the home fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty big, I'd say, because you you mentioned this off, off the air, Spencer, that you're, you know the fans of Washington can see it happen in real time, right, in front of their faces, the changes that are happening, the positive you know, positive changes that, to grow optimism, right? Yeah, it gets the monkey off your back, right? It's your first game coaching at Washington, so the nerves are high. you got a young team, young quarterback leading them. 
and you get to go out there and not only win but win in dominating fashion and that's kind of what we talked about yesterday it doesn't matter who you're playing as long as you get the win to get that out of the way now you can relax a little bit more and say all right on to the next one let's see if we can do it again all right on to the next one just keep that mentality of one game at a time we have the capability of doing this so let's see how far we can go this year i think it's good that they found success in game one just for their confidence yes because i mean you look we talked about ryan went he went 12 of 17 257 yards five touchdowns he you coach mentioned he threw that one interception uh but then he had six carries for 44 yards uh tavon jones the sophomore had a carry for 60 yards uh isaiah delauder was the main rusher of the ball he averaged 6.8 a pop 16 carries 109 yards through the air javon jones had six catches 159 yards averaging 26 and a half a pop uh, you know, and then getting some guys in there, but the main guy catching the ball was Javon Jones last night. He had nearly half the catches, um, and he had half the completions that uh, that went had. I think it's just great for them to be able to get just have the confidence because there's going to be some times this year where where they're going to face some really tough defenses and they're not going to be able to put up those yards. That's just facts. And especially, you know, one year in the new system, there was things that went wrong. But just the fact that you do this to boost your confidence, I think these two weeks can boost their confidence. Uh, you know, as Coach Ray said, Governor, Governor Thomas Johnson had a scrimmage. Um, there was 28-7 to 7 they lost the scrimmage, if that was reported correctly, on max preps. Uh, I think that they have a good chance to win this week. It's a Saturday game, as Coach mentioned, get out there to, to – uh, Terry Marcus Stadium and you know I think this is a team we could see if they can keep this up I mean they've got the schedule I think to have five wins in the first season for Coach Ray yeah I mean we'll see I mean how do you get better from week one to week two is going to be important too it's uh you know just reading off the box score and looking at the stats it seems like they dominated they played great I'm sure there was little things like he talked about uh that we didn't that you can't tell from a box score so you know, week one, obviously, you're going to have a lot of penalties, I would expect, and stuff like that. So can they cut down on some of their mistakes, get better from week one to week two, and and continue to be successful? I think you can't really overreact either way from just the first game of the year, but obviously it's a positive to see Washington go out and win and not only go out and win, but put, out, put up 49 and only allow six. That's pretty impressive for your first game of a new program, so... Yeah, it is. And that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Thanks to head coach Terry Ray from the Washington Patriots for coming on. Uh, Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On their side of this break, we'll hear from Muscleman head football coach Brian Thomas. We caught up with him yesterday afternoon after the show. We'll play that back here on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. Back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. After a car accident, what do you get when you call Mansion Ferretti? You get more experience from a local law firm with over 115 years of combined service. More respect from a team who treats clients like their own family. And more fight because we want you to get every dollar you deserve. Experience, respect, results. If you've been injured, that's what you want in your lawyer. And that's what you'll get when you call us. Car accident? Get more with Mansion Ferretti. 304-264-8505. After conquering the North, Martinsburg's new mission is to become top dogs this Friday night when the Stonebridge Bulldogs try to mark their territory. It's a jet sweep to Clement. Clement goes up the middle, rolled into the end zone, touchdown, Martinsburg. It's the Stonebridge Bulldogs taking on the Martinsburg Bulldogs. Pre-game coverage begins at 6 p.m. with kickoff scheduled at 7 right here on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Can we forget about the when I was drunk, didn't mean to call you that. Welcome back into the Sports Mix as we're now joined by the head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Coach Brian Thomas. Coach Thomas, congrats on the win last week over John Hanley. Just uh, quickly give us your thoughts on that game. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to, uh, you know, open your season and open your season with your win. You know, anytime you can kind of get that first one out of your, uh, you know, out of the way and, and um, you know, kind of notch that first win, it's a good thing. So it's good to win the opener. Um, you know, it's, it's exciting for our team. And, Coach, kind of when you go back and look at the numbers and, you know, you have your guys that are the key guys on your team, you see some guys that are in reserve roles that uh, have very good games for week one. How does that kind of make you feel knowing about your depth that this team's going to have? Yeah, you know, I, I've kind of preached about our depth all off season, And, you know, I, I think one of the reasons that people maybe have questions about us is because the, the two main kids that we graduated last year were – you know, two superstars. You lose an all-state quarterback in Baden, um, and then you know, you when you lose that production that Ray gave you at receiver, you know, people are going to think you're going to drop off. But you know, I, I've said it this off-season. I think we're as deep, maybe as I've, I've as we've been since I've been the head coach here. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we have one single you know superstar, but at the same time, you know, we have a lot of kids that uh, you know when when their numbers called, they're going to be ready. And you kind of saw that. Um, Friday night, you know, we got we got about three running backs that we can plug in. Uh, you know, we got a really good quarterback, and then we got uh, about five or six receivers that that really can go off on any night. So, um, you know, really excited about that. Coach, you guys were down twenty-one to seven early in that ball game. 
Uh, what do you think kind of changed to allow you to get back into the game and then eventually take the lead and pull away? Well, I think, you know, it, 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 I don't think it's necessarily that they um, dominated us early on. I think it was some self-inflicted mistakes. You know, we run a trick play the second play of the game, um, and it, it, it's there and we miss it. You know, that would have been a touchdown. Uh, then, you know, we, we get a chance to punt and, uh, you know, we, we have a bad snap on the punt that they recover right there and then score the next play. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, you know, they, they, they made that stuff happen. I'm not taking away anything from them, but at the same time, I don't think it was like, you know, to me it wasn't one of those games that it's 21 nothing. You're like, oh, man, they're completely dominating this team. I think it was one of those things where it was like, hey, you know, we, we, we had a bad start. We obviously didn't want to have a bad start, so let's kind of let's kind of buckle in and refocus and, and you know get going. And our, our kids are very mentally tough, so you know we, we felt like we were still in a, a good spot. Coach Thomas, now looking forward to this week against Loudon Valley. What have you seen uh, so far from them on the film? Yeah, they're they're big. Uh, they're really big. You know, we we got a chance to scout them. Um, they scrimmage Hedgesville their first scrimmage on a Friday and we scrimmaged Frankfurt on a Saturday. So we got a chance to go see them live. Um, and they're, I mean, they're big. They're, they're probably as big as in, you know, Morgantown's a really big team. So I don't want to say Loudon Valley's the biggest team we play because Morgantown's going to be huge up front, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're arguably maybe the, the biggest team we play. They got a Division One kid at, t- at tackle. Um, I think he's going to Duke. Um, you know, they, they, got, they got some skill. Uh, you know, they're, they're a hard-nosed, physical uh, team, you know, which is, which is similar to, to what we are. So, uh, you know, it's their first game of the year. They had a bye week last week, so they're going to come in, you know, excited to kick off their season. So, I, I mean, I think we're going to have another uh, tough one on our hands again this Friday. And, Coach, you talk about them having a bye week last week. I know that they had some coaches in attendance to your game to live scout the game. Do you think that that gives them a more advantage that they've seen you guys play a game and you haven't, you've only seen them play a scrimmage? Um, that's a good question. Not really. I mean, not really. I mean, obviously you'd rather watch somebody in a game. Um you know, so that, you know, you can see some teams hide their numbers and do all that. You know, they can they can say, hey, this kid's a this kid's a sophomore, this kid's a senior. They they can do a little bit of that, and they can see us in live game situations where you know we haven't been able to do that with them. Which I agree with you, that stinks. But you know, then you know, I, I'll I'll throw the counter argument back to you just because I do that with everything. I try to look at both sides. You know, the counter argument would be, you know, well, maybe they have it tougher because, um, you know, they haven't had that Friday night game experience yet, and we have. So, you know, it, it's whatever way you want to look at it. I really don't think it matters. I think once the game gets going um, and, and kids get in the flow of games, um, you know, especially when you have good programs, you know, I think we're a good program and I think they're a good program. I think once you get in that flow of the game that everything will kind of sort itself out and, and you know, none of that stuff will really matter. Coach, your team last season was 4-0 and in one-score games. This year you start the year with a 10-point win, so not a one-score game but another close game. What do you think it says about your program and, and your ability to win close games against good opponents? Um, I mean, I think it's big. Um, at, the same, at the same point, I was frustrated we didn't win by more. Friday night, we were up by 16, and we gave up a touchdown. Uh, then we got the ball back, and we had a chance to punch another one in. I mean, I, I thought we I thought we were in a chance where we could have won by more, so I'm kind of frustrated we made it as close as we did. But 
at the same point, you know, we, we preach mental toughness to our kids. We do a lot of game situation scenarios with our kids throughout the week. So I think they're, I think they're prepared for those moments when, Hey, things aren't going our way. Uh, and, and, you know, or Hey, things are tight. I really don't think our kids panic. And I think a lot of that's just because, you know, we, we talk about that. We're up front with that, with our kids about uh, the mental toughness and kind of what it takes to win those games. Alrighty, coach Thomas, appreciate the time and good luck this Friday. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate you for having me. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hackwilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. On the other side of this break, we'll talk a little WVU football. Neil Brown met with the media yesterday. Uh, I got some cuts from that. We'll discuss that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. done the traeger connected experience everything you need for epic flavor and then some shop now and save at orsini's today the palace lounge in martinsburg is the place to be join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the martinsburg bulldogs shepherd university rams or west virginia mountaineers we will have steak night every wednesday trip nights every thursday and now taco and margarita nights every tuesday you can find us on facebook or call 304-267-7520 the palace lounge is located at 1350 edwin miller boulevard in martinsburg the Joint Commission, in conjunction with the American Stroke Association, recently awarded WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center advanced recertification as a primary stroke center, which signifies WVU Medicine's dedication to fostering better outcomes for patients and demonstrates that our program continues to meet critical elements to improving outcomes for stroke patients. WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center is committed to providing patients the highest quality stroke care in the region. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. He'll throw it. It's intercepted by Harrison. Dante Harrison is Mr. Touchdown on defense. Join us on Saturday, September 2nd, as the Rams kick off the 2023 season against Southern Connecticut State at Rams Stadium. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. It's Friday night, West Coast. 
Welcome back to this Tuesday, August 29th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and R and TV 10. Spencer Dupuynick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us. And uh, yesterday, you can hear it now every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. The Neil Brown Press Conference Show as he meets with the media. Uh, it's a whole anchored show. It's anchored by Andrew Creedy. I think Tony Creedy jumps in there at the beginning from time to time, and then they uh, will have the whole Neil Brown press conference live, and then they'll take a break, come back, and I believe an assistant coach will join them, uh, will join Andrew, and then they'll take another break, and usually a player joins them as well, and then he wraps it up after that. Uh, but uh, yesterday he spoke with the media. Obviously, it's a interesting game this week. It's You start out with your Power 5 game, uh, and the uh, whole thing is, would you rather, is this the best time to play them Rather than your week one game is your Duquesne game, and then you have to go in and take on a huge team. You know, rather come out of camp like that. Uh, this is Neil Brown on the optimal time to play Penn State. I don't know. You know, it's uh, hey, here's the thing. Like, uh, I'm done talking about the schedule because everybody says I'm complaining, but I'm I'm just stating the facts. Um, so I don't know if it's a good time. To play. This is the best team they've had in a long time. Most talented team they've had in a long time. I don't know when the last time they were this highly ranked. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't necessarily follow them. So you'd have to ask somebody else. Um, <clears throat> but I know as a team, this is this is a tough opener. Not just because of the talent, but because you got to go on the road and you got to play. And the thing that people don't think about is you got to speed up. Everything's sped up in fall camp and. What I mean by that is, is you got to start working noise and crowds and things like that, you know, going into week three of fall camp because you can't just do it game week. You know, it's not fair to your guys. And so your all of your preparation is sped up because you got to go on, on the road and play in a really loud venue. Um, I, as far as hey, it is what it is, we're going we're gonna to play them. It's their first game. It's our first game. You know, I, I told our guys, we don't have the benefit of the doubt of making this big jump between week one and week two. You know, like we got to be ready to go, and that's kind of the way we've we've gone about our fall camp. Is we pressed on the gas, we tried to be super physical in our last scrimmage. We tried to treat it just like a game from a physicality and number of plays perspective. And so, because we don't have the benefit of the doubt, we're not easing into this, and we got to be ready to go from the first kick at seven thirty-seven. And then this is Neil Brown talking on playing at Beaver Stadium and the atmosphere there on a Saturday night. Builds up as the week. You know, I think that. Um, you try to apply as much pressure as possible, you know, and, and to me, this is what it's all about. It's kind of the way I answered the intro of this press conference. I always talk about this. When you play on NBC or ABC or CBS, I always think about my grandparents' house in Gravel Switch, Kentucky. You got bunny ears, you get those games, you know. So, it's like, if anybody out in the sticks in West Virginia still has bunny ears, like, they can get NBC, you know. And uh, some of you young guys in this room don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. So, um, but anytime you play on – on national television, it's a, it's an opportunity. And people talk all the time, hey, what a challenge. You're starting with Penn State. Yeah, it's true. Um, but it is what it is, and it's, it's, it's up to us to make the most of it. And so it's a great opportunity. Um, this is why you get in the profession. This is why you, get, this is why you want to play big-time football, and it's for opportunities like this. And then he, had, uh, he was asked, how does an upset come about and kind of how do you get, prepare your team to potentially upset another team? And uh, here's what he had to say. And so, well, I think let's let's go back here, Bob. So I think it really starts with belief, and and you got to have belief 
and and not only yourself but the people around you and and the plan that you're taking into the to the contest so there has to be strong belief and it has to be organizational wide so you have to have that second thing is you 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 got to eliminate errors you can't do things um that that get you beat those are whether it's turnovers procedure penalties those type of things okay missed assignments would go in that that boat um and then you've got to you've got to make plays. There's always gonna there's gonna be some some fifty fifty balls. Uh, there's gonna be um, maybe a return or maybe um, a play on a third or fourth down. And you've got to make your share. You're not gonna make all of them. You know we're not gonna go and make all the plays versus Penn State. They're too talented. They're gonna make a lot of plays. But we've got to make our fair share. And then your goal is you want to be there. You want to continue to be in there. You want to hang in, hang in, hang in, and put yourself in a position to win in the fourth quarter. And those opportunities that we've had that have gone the way that we want them to go, that's that's been the way they've played out. All right, those were just a couple cuts from the Neil Brown press conference yesterday. Again, you can hear his press conference weekly on right here on talk radio wrnr at 1 to 2 p.m uh so right after us on mondays uh guys what were your takeaways from that colin especially the kind of what it takes to upset a team because penn state coming into this matchup as the number seven team in the country yeah it's probably the uh toughest start to the season that wv's had since opening a kickoff i can't remember how many years ago against Alabama. alabama and that they i believe lost by 10 if memory serves me well back in the uh, Kevin White days, but this is going to be a tough contest. They understand that, and I I don't know. I mean, these guys play in the Big 12, right? And can they now go in in a night game, like he said, against Penn State where it's going to be 100,000-plus people cheering against you? Can you get that pressure, and can you actually get that in practice to get them ready for that? The answer is probably no. I mean, you can only do so much and then hope that that is enough, but it probably isn't enough. So I'm looking at this game. They have the guys to maybe hang with them. I still think that in my mind. I still like this offensive line. I like C.J. Donaldson. I think Garrett Green, even though Coach Brown hasn't said the starter, is going to be the starter. And he's the type of quarterback that fits into Brown's offense. So can you hang with Penn State in that aspect? I still think it's a maybe. Yeah, I think um, heading into this game, you know, it is a preseason ranking. So while there are high expectations for this Penn State team this year, it is still, you know, preseason rankings are almost never right 100%. So, um, you know, we'll see. I think it's definitely going to be a challenging game. Beaver Stadium is one of the toughest places in the country to go into and get a win. And, uh, but I think some positives, at least for WVU, is both teams are going to a new quarterback. Uh, Aller's a little bit higher regarded in terms of when he was getting recruited. I don't think they've officially named a quarterback. I think he's going to be the quarterback, though, at Penn State. Yeah, he on... was he was the backup last year, and yeah. I think that's the expectation. Is I mean, Drew Aller's a five-star recruit, and, and you know, not you don't always get guys work out, you know, that quickly especially i should say especially that quickly their first game but sometimes you do trevor lawrence and justin fields they worked out the way that they were hyped up to be as five-star recruits josh rosen uh, was the same way he came out in his very first game i believe it was against uva and he he lit it up immediately as a freshman so it, it can happen so there's reason to have penn state highly regarded 
and have expectations this high. I think when it comes to a team that probably you're outmanned when it comes to talent, maybe size and strength as well. Like when, like if you're WVU against a team like Penn State, you have to try to outsmart them. You have to try to, you know, get some trickeration, hit them, hit them in the mouth early, try to get up on them, and then, you know, quiet down that crowd. And that's the other thing is the, the mental aspect of it is is tough. There's no way to prepare for it. You can only go off of, you know, what's the what's the toughest away crowd you've seen, you know, before this game and, you know, picture yeah, it being I mean, twice as loud. They've played in big stadiums, played in big moments before. Yeah. So I don't know if it's necessarily a huge thing. When, once you get to D1 and you're playing in a Power 5 conference, I mean, they've played at Oklahoma, you know, so. They've played Oklahoma. They've played Texas, so yeah. they're they're familiar with loud environments. But mm-hmm. I, I still think, in my mind, yeah. at least Beaver Stadium's a whole another animal. It's a it's a little different when it's you know one of the big one of the biggest, and it's a night game, and it's week one. Yeah, and the, it's it's a whole little different level than say a week seven noon game against yeah, Texas. So it's I mean it's not like you said it's not it's not that much different, but like maybe you're just. Like it loud is still loud, but sometimes you know, is it going to be so loud that you can't hear versus so loud that you could kind of hear? You have a little bit of trouble. We got to you know, pay a little more attention. But are they just going to be able to straight up not hear at the beginning of the game? And if things get out of hand right at the beginning, that crowd's going to be loud. And I think just Beaver can't Stadium is bigger than probably Texas and Oklahoma's as well, even though they're big stadiums. I, I don't know exactly what the. I'm pretty sure it's one of the Beaver bigger. Stadium's second biggest. I think. Yeah, it's we're on the big house, the big right? House. Yeah, I think it goes big house than Beaver. It's up there. I know that. So, um, a little bit more people, right? So, anyway, uh, I think the this is obviously a game too where I don't think anybody's expecting WVU to win, or even a lot of people are expecting it to not even be not. close. So, if you go in there and can you know play spoiler a little bit, maybe like you said, Colin, you know, get an early lead or something and throw off Penn State early in the game, that could be the opportunity to get the upset. So, yeah, I think they they really have nothing to lose. It's week one uh, going up against a team that's expected to beat you by multiple scores. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, I think week one is obviously very tough to predict. I think it's a tough matchup for both teams, though, because Penn State's probably not used to playing a, a solid team like WVU week one either. I mean, they're used to probably rolling in like a Youngstown State or something. So, yeah, it'll be too. it'll be interesting to see how West Virginia can fare in this one again. Uh, we'll have coverage on Saturday from the Mountaineer Sports Network beginning at 4.30. Kickoff set for just after 7.30. Uh, but before that, the Neil Brown Coaches Show, Coaches Show will be on Thursday night. So another opportunity to hear from the head man and some assistants as well. That'll be 6 to 8 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. Uh, but uh, it should be an interesting game week for the Mountaineers. Let's move on talk some NFL. played since 1992. There you mm-hmm. go. Fun fact. Move on, talk some NFL. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals made some very interesting moves yesterday, and I guess in the last couple of days. They'll keep Murray on the pup list. It's interesting that he's even going to take It's got to be way past week four for him to get back on the field. You think? I feel like there's no way if a guy coming off a leg injury like that is going to come back that soon. Um, but they, the other day they traded for Josh Dobbs, but then yesterday they cut Colt McCoy. So it's going to be Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon trotting themselves out their week one against the Commanders. 
Commanders I, are still favored in, by seven. In I, I kind of read that as they just saw Josh Dobbs as a guy that they would rather have as their starter while Kyler Murray's out. And you keep Clayton Tune around as a rookie who can be your long-term backup, I'd say, and, you know, over multiple years. They just decided Colt McCoy wasn't the guy for them, and they hope Josh Dobbs can be. It's, it's weird to do it that close to the season. Uh, starting but we've seen weirder we've seen baker mayfield come in you know for like what was it four days before a thursday night game against the raiders and come in and and win the game for the rams so a lot of times you can kind of cut down on your playbook early on and simplify things for a new quarterback that may not know your system but he knows how nfl playbooks and, and systems run you can run the stuff that he's used to or versions of it and it, a lot of a lot of it is kind of universal. Yeah, I don't think this really makes too much of a difference in terms of the level of QB play that Washington's going to see week one. The difference between a Colt McCoy and a Josh Dobbs is not too much. Besides, Dobbs is a little bit younger than McCoy, um, and probably a little bit more mobile. So, yeah, it's really. I mean, from Washington's perspective, you're still facing a veteran backup quarterback that has experience, but hasn't really ever found himself as a consistent starter so the cardinals are going to be bad yeah Real washington bad. might be yeah. bad hopefully not against the Cardinals. if they lose to the cardinals i know it's week one but yikes yeah i don't think they will but man, oh boy got some other notable cuts around uh the nfl the giants make two cuts at receiver a former commander in jameson crowder and then a former wvu uh star david sills gets cut by the giants uh Colin, do you think that David Sills is still going to be a journeyman around the NFL, or is his career Yeah, I think somebody will pick him up. Done? He's I don't kind know of, if he'll get much time, but I think somebody will pick him up. He's kind of been a special teamers, like roster bubble kind of guy for most of his career. I think it's been mostly with the Giants. I, kind of he's, I feel like he's gone back and forth between um, practice squad, main roster, main roster yeah, there. Yeah, because he got signed undrafted by the Bills, and I think cut that season, and then yeah it was out for a year crowder's year probably a guy though that gets picked up by somebody yeah i mean he's he had a, six catches last year yeah he was injured he yeah. hasn't really played a full season in like three or four years i think uh it'll be interesting it's but, 30 now yeah if if nothing else, on that other yeah. side of that window start yeah. you know if nothing else he might be a guy that say midway through the season after some injuries to some other wide receiver cores then he gets picked up by a team i think that that could be the case yeah possibly I don't know. I feel like if you're looking for a fifth or sixth receiver at this point, you're probably looking to your younger guys. Uh, True. So um, that's probably what Crowder is at this point in his career. So, yeah. like you said, if there's injuries, yeah, he probably gets picked up. But It's not like the Giants are super deep at wide receivers. Exactly, Although I do yeah. believe he could hypothetically re-sign or sign to the practice squad anywhere because of the new practice squad rules. I don't think you're going to sign a 30-year-old receiver to your practice squad. You never know. Weirder things have happened before. All right. I, I don't think he'd want. I don't think he'd squad. want to do a practice squad. Situation. Commanders yeah. have made their or making their cuts, kind of as we speak. I believe they're going to get it done before the three p at four p.m. deadline. I believe by three o'clock when Ron Rivera and uh, Martin Mayhew speak to the media later on the day. Uh, they've cut Jake Fromm, who had a pretty good preseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets scooped up by a team to be their third string quarterback if they want a third string quarterback or he comes back to the commander's practice squad interesting uh wide receiver position battle slash kick returner battle here is uh casimir allen who was basically their kick 
punt returner throughout the whole preseason. He's been cut, likely coming to the practice squad. Mitchell Tinsley makes the roster, along with Dax Milne, uh, Byron Pringle looking like he'll make the roster as well. So what is that, two, four, six, seven receivers that they'll have uh, on the roster at tight end? They... I believe they're going to keep Curtis Hodges as their fourth tight end, which makes sense because Logan Thomas has kind of an injury history at running back. They cut or they're going to put Jonathan Williams on injured reserve. Jarrett Patterson cut Derek Gore cut their the rookie. Chris Rodriguez makes the roster as a third running back. They cut Alex Arma, the the fullback slash tight end Uh, They cut Tyler Larson. Mason Brooks on the line. Mason Brooks, undrafted free agent guy that looked like he could push to make the roster. Uh, Braden Daniels uh, gets pushed to the IR. Their fourth round pick. Uh, they, they don't really know how. Nobody really knows how he got injured. So this might be one of those. One of those. Uh, oh, I got a stinger. Oh, we're gonna keep you to develop you for a year. Um, on the defensive side. Uh, they cut, I believe, three linebackers, so they're going to stay with four linebackers. And they might th- take a look at this uh, linebacker. See this linebacker that got cut by the Texans yesterday? They're like former captain. Christian Kirksey. Yeah, they might look at Christian Kirksey to come in because I think he'd be an that upgrade. That was surprising. I think he'd be an upgrade over any linebacker that Washington has. He was, he was a Texans captain. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and then at fullback... They cut uh, Rashad Wild Goose, Tariq Castro Fields, Ugh. two guys they were acquired last year in trade. So they're back, by yeah the corners. You they're, said full. Oh, their cornerbacks will stay: Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice, Emmanuel Forbes, Christian Holmes, and Danny Johnson. And then at safety, it'll be Cam Curl, Jeremy Reeves, Derek Forrest, Quan Martin, and Percy Butler, uh, with Farad Gartner, Kendall Smith, Joshua Kalu all cut. Uh, Interesting moves. They still got some more moves to make before this deadline. The defensive line, how many linemen are they going to keep uh, when it comes to the D-line? They've already cut former 2021 draft pick William Bradley King. Andre Jones could push for a roster spot with Casey Tuhill, James Smith-Williams, John Ridgeway. Uh, the final cuts obviously have not been made, but uh, Colin, some interesting cuts. Those are some names. Yeah, Unbelievable. How do you cut a, how do you cut a name like Rashawn Wild Goose? Because he's not good. I mean, it's understandable for him. I I was a little surprised with Jake Fromm unless he goes practice squad. I I thought Washington would be a team that keeps three active because of the history of injuries to the quarterback spot within that franchise. I kind of feel more comfortable with having three guys. It's a new era. But we'll see how it goes with Howell and Brissett being the only two and. I'm still not sure. We had we figured out if you can call weekly up from the no practice squad. A no, no, you have so, to be on the roster, right. and you so, won't count as an active player. So the so I've, that's why this it doesn't is, make I've much had sense to, to me as I've to had, why Fromm got cut. I've I've had to reclarify this for myself like a couple of different times. It, it, the The way that you can be considered active as the emergency quarterback is in the game day and actives. So there's the 53-man roster, and then there's the seven guys that you have to make inactive on game day. You have to have seven inactives, no matter how many guys are injured. Some guys are just healthy scratches. One of those seven inactives can be your quarterback that you only make active if the two other quarterbacks get hurt during that game. He can only be activated in that case. 
So he is an emergency quarterback. He's made inactive on game day, but he can be activated mid-game if the two quarterbacks get hurt. And then those two quarterbacks cannot come back into the game. They yes. are inactivated during the game. Yes, if you okay. bring in that, if you activate that third quarterback mid-game, the other two can't come back in. Yeah. But what if the third quarterback gets hurt? Well, then then we got a Christian McCaffrey at quarterback situation. Like that doesn't seem that. fair that you can't bring the other guy back in. What if he's got a pinky injury? He can throw. I think they have to be ruled out for the game, you know, I mean, or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know it's kind of wild. That, but I don't know. Um, the chances of three quarterbacks getting hurt in one game are pretty right. Slow. That's the thing. That's the thing. that's keeping two quarterbacks. If both guys on, if both guys get hurt one game, that sucks for the rest of that game. But you do have the chance the of classic, you know, uh, calling your guy up from the practice squad, signing a new guy in during the next week. What was it, Dylan? That quote from uh, Oh the Tom uh, Moore? yeah Tom Moore, the former OC. We're not going to say it, but yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> look it up. It was it, the, the quote was about the quote was about why is Peyton Manning taking so many snaps in practice instead of the backups? And essentially, the quote was in a more vulgar sense. If 18 goes down, we're screwed. We don't oh. practice screwed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, so if all three of your quarterbacks get hurt, you're screwed anyway. Or two of your quarterbacks get hurt. So. No, you're, you're not wrong. Trying to see if there's any big cuts happening. I will say we've got two kicker trades in the last 24 hours. It's kind of interesting. Dustin Hopkins to the Browns, and then Will Lutz to the Broncos from the Saints. Uh, what happened to Brandon McManus? I don't know, but it just seems like there's a lot more trades happening. Kickers really just bounce around to so many different teams. I just yeah, feel like there's a lot more trades right. happening. That mid-ter- those mid-tier kicker guys. It's just like Dustin Hopkins feels like he's been on eight, eight different teams in the last four years. Kai Forbath. Former Red then Redskin kicker. Yeah. Joey Sly. Joey Sly is the current. Anybody commander that's kicker. been a commander kicker has bounced around a hundred times. Sean Sweesom? Yeah. Sweesom. He was a, a uh, Steeler, right? Yeah. Sweesom. Billy Cundiff. Well, that was a Raven guy. He went wide left, right? Yeah. I was both. Man, he was on Washington for a second, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. In Cleveland. Ugh. Good All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On our side of this break, we'll talk Nats and O's and wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. 
Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available. From the Berkeley County Quick Response Team, with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with those segments sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise. Financial advisors John Everson and Phil McCoy stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. So we begin to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix for your Tuesday, August 29, 2023. Nats take a loss last night, 6-3. to three. What? You want to do it? Yes. Oh, I thought we weren't doing it. No. Oh, all right. <laughs> There you go. We do have some so, breaking news. Yes, we do have some breaking news for the area that uh, we want to make sure people are aware of To that are currently tuned in. Um, there's a situation up North Middle School, uh, Berkeley County School sent out the message so far. We are aware of a police presence at North Middle. An online threat directed at a certain student was reported. Those parents have been notified. Police are investigating and will be present at and currently North Middle Opekin Elementary and Eagle School have moved to Code Orange, which means students will remain inside the building. Uh, Once we get more information, we'll be putting that on our social media as well as out on the air as soon as we get it. All right. So just to make a point, if I, I... I might be wrong about this. I hope that I'm not, but I believe Code Orange means that class continues as as normal, but just classes also don't change. So it's not like a lockdown. That would be Code Red. Yeah. Just so people know that. That makes sense. That does make sense. All right, here. The Nats get the loss last night, 6-3, to three, game one against the Blue Jays. Um, they'll play game two tonight, 7-0-7, 6-37 is the pregame. The O's get a 9 nothing shutout victory last night. A strong showing for those Orioles, guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the White Sox, so like that this is what you should be doing to the White Sox and finally the offense kicked back into gear uh this is what they should be they kind of you know against the Rockies they dropped one and had those two close wins you know getting four runs five runs the offense has kind of not really been at its peak lately but Tony Taters is back they gave him some gave him some days off after his uh, back spasms or whatever it was sore sore back whatever have it and hits three home runs in his first two games back and now the offense is great, and how about Grayson Rodriguez? Yeah, he's really turned it around since early in the year. Uh, sending him down in the minors seemed to be the right move. 
potentially that works out for some other guys like Colton Kowser, who's now down there. I don't think he'll be back up this year, but... Now they might call up Kerstad instead. Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens in September, because September call-ups are right. going to be happening. Just around the corner. Yeah, well, uh, we do have some news from the James Franklin press conference. He said he anticipates Garrett Green to be West Virginia's starting quarterback, although Brown hasn't officially named a starter yet. He's also impressed with West Virginia running back C.J. Donaldson. That's her friend of the show, Collins' friend, Joe Smeltzer. I just saw that on Twitter, so I figured throw that out there. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Washington Patriots head football coach Terry Ray for joining us live today. And then uh, thanks to Muscleman Appleman quarter, quarterback, Muscleman Appleman coach Brian Thomas for catching up with us yesterday. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.